everybody. Tyler Smith here with another More Than One Lesson mini-sode. Uh, sorry there hasn't been an episode in the last couple of weeks. Things have been very busy, not just for me, but also for my co-hosts. Uh, I wanted to first uh, th- uh, congratulate uh, our friend Reed. There is a movie called XL, The Temptation of Christ. Uh, it's an independent film about Jesus... Um, during his time of temptation in the desert, Reed told me about uh, the script that he was writing for it uh, a while ago, and it looked like it wasn't going to happen, uh, and then it did, and he told me about it a while ago, and then the trailer finally dropped, so uh, I will post a link to that uh, at morethanonelesson.com, and you can check it out. It looks like a very visually interesting film, and uh, you don't get much of a sense of the script from the trailer, but Reed has told me about it, and it sounds like they didn't change much, and it sounds like such a fascinating take on uh, Christ and his temptation, and I'm really excited for it. So I'm, uh, and I'm happy that he's he's a part of it. So, um, so yeah, you can check that out at morethanonelesson.com. Uh, in the meantime, this uh, episode um, or minisode, I guess is is meant to maybe encourage some of you in the things that you're trying to do, um, which I'll talk about in a moment, but it did occur to me. Um, I'm going to be in Chicago from November 17th through the 27th. So I'm going to be there for a good amount of time, and I'm going to have quite a bit of free time. So if anybody would be at all interested in uh, having coffee or something like that, I always enjoy meeting listeners and getting a sense of what they like about the show um, and what maybe they have gotten out of the show. Uh, I think I'm probably going to schedule a meetup for both BP and MTOL listeners. So keep an eye out for that and I will keep you posted. In the meantime, uh, Tyler, more than one lesson.com. If you are, uh, if you wanted to try to meet up and get coffee or lunch or something like that. Um, or perhaps if you wanted to go to D'Agostino's on Southport, uh, that'd be fine with me as well. So anyway, all right, with all that out of the way, um, so many of you know, that I uh, recently, um, not so recently now, but it was back in March, uh, so still this year, I got my master's in cinema and media studies from UCLA. And I wanted to to talk a little bit about that experience um, going all the way back to 2014, I believe. Uh, by that time I had been doing the podcast for a while and was really enjoying it. And I remember a, a thought started to swirl around in my head. I don't know where it came from. It certainly did not originate with me. Um, the thought was that perhaps I should pursue teaching. Now, the reason that I say that it didn't come from me is because my parents and various theater teachers in the past all said, you know what, you should be a teacher. We think you'd be a good teacher. And I always scoffed at the idea. I did not want to do it. And so for it to suddenly come into my head was strange. And I didn't really know why it was there, but it was. And so I remember in, tw- in I think, October of 2014, Josh and I went to Biola University and did a live podcast talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. 
And while I was there, I talked with uh, a couple of staff members about what it would take to teach at Biola. And at the time, I had my bachelor's in film and video from Columbia College Chicago. And the people I met with said, well, we we are looking to beef up our critical studies department, but you would need a, a master's degree. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, I guess that's it. And I looked at a couple other places and a uh, master's degree seemed to be the, the minimum of what was required. So I thought, I guess that's it. Um, but then in talking with Jen, she really liked the idea of my being a teacher. And so we explored what it might take to go back to school. In my mind, it's like, well, it's going to take at least two or three years and it will cost a lot of money. And, and also I didn't want to go back to school. Uh, but we, we looked into it and the first school we looked at was UCLA. And in my, and I knew the, the, uh, reputation of UCLA in the world of film. And in my mind, I thought that is a very prestigious school. I assumed it was a very expensive school and that they would not, uh, they would not accept me. But as we were looking at it, we saw that they had uh, amended their critical studies program or their cinema and media studies program so that you could get your master's within one year. And that sounded very appealing. And so we looked into it and saw that tuition for California residents was significantly lower than for others. And so we thought, okay, that's not bad either. And so we looked at what the tuition was and it was, you know, I mean, it was going to cost money, but it was not going to cost nearly as much as I thought. Um, it would cost, uh, what I thought would they, would they would charge per semester uh, per quarter is what it wound up costing for a year. So it's like, okay, if we save our money and really work this out, we can we can make this happen. So then it was about uh, it was about applying. And thankfully, at the time, I had uh, a friend who was a former listener of Battleship Pretension of More Than One Lesson uh, named Dan who was getting his PhD at UCLA. And so I asked him about the application process and he actually coached me through it quite a bit. And, uh, you needed to turn in a writing sample. So I picked something that I had written at, uh, at school about a paper about Harold Lloyd. I gave it to him and he said, uh, this probably is not what they're looking for. And so he gave me some, some pointers and I wound up rewriting the paper and I included it in my book, Worth Watching, which you can purchase at worthwatchingbook.com, um, only in the United States. And so he helped me with that, and it was very stressful putting the application together. I'm not good at administrative stuff. I'm not good with paperwork, but Jen helped me, and my friends listened to a lot of my uh, belly aching at the time. And so I sent it off and thought, well, I guess that's that. And if they accept me, great. If not, whatever. Uh, and it's the only school I applied for, <laughs> which in retrospect, I've come to realize is ridiculous. If the only school you apply for is, as I mentioned, a very prestigious school that you really have no business attending, um, the odds are very much against you that you are going to go. But lo and behold, um, I was out with Jen and uh, my friend Jason and his wife. Uh, we were out to dinner and we were going to, as we were getting ready to leave, I got the email 
saying, I believe it was February, uh, 2016, maybe March. Um, I got the email saying, we are pleased to, to inform you that you have been accepted. So I showed it, I showed that email to Jason and my wife. And so then the four of us, rather than wrap up the evening instead went somewhere and had dessert. And I was not, it was all very surreal. And I thought, well, I'm not actually going to do this. Right. So then I went to the, uh, not necessarily the orientation. It's, it was sort of a, a, a college tour where you've been accepted, but you have not actually accepted that acceptance yet. So, uh, but I certainly had, cause where else was I going to go? So I went and they, they show you the, the facilities and they kind of give you the, the rundown of what's expected. And during this time, they said that for, in talking about it now, it's crazy to think about. They said, now for the very first time in this program and for the master, for the, the master's and PhD program, uh, we actually have a stipend for you, um, for, uh, $10,000. Um, and then they apologized that it wasn't for more. Now in my mind, I thought, you know, for a California resident, uh, 10,000 takes a big chunk out of my general, uh, general tuition. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And the fact that this was the first year that they implemented it, uh, was interesting to me from a coincidence standpoint. Um, so yeah, I, I attended UCLA and I chose to start off with one summer class. Uh, just to kind of get my feet wet. I'd been away from school for a long time. And uh, Jen and I were trying to figure out how am I going to get to school because at the time we only had one car and it was the summer and Jen needed the car because it's wedding season. Uh, And then we discovered that there's a a city bus that is about half a block from my house and you could hop on it and it would take you down Sepulveda just to get specific to Los Angeles, take you down to Sepulveda along uh, sunset and it would drop me off pretty much right at the film building. UCLA is a big campus. And so the fact that it has a stop right at the film building at UCLA was also uh, amazing. So my first day I got off the bus and was walking onto campus and just as I walked on, just as I had set foot on the campus itself, uh, an older gentleman was walking by me and he said, hello. And I said, hello. And I realized he looked kind of familiar. And that's when I realized that I had just had, uh, I just said hello to Francis Ford Coppola, the director of the Godfather films and the conversation and apocalypse now and a number of others. Um, he'd been a UCLA graduate many years before. And so he was known to be on campus from time to time. But, uh, it was so interesting to me that the very first thing that happened when I stepped onto campus was that I got to talk again, not talk, but just a quick hello to Francis Ford Coppola. Um, that seemed like a, you know, good sign to me. Um, but anyway, so I took that class and then I, and then I went back to school in the fall and the, and the stipend, the $10,000 stipend was going to be split up over, uh, three quarters. And so I had to pay a little bit, um, of tuition for my first quarter. And then for my second quarter, they offered me a TA ship. 
in which case they pay you and there's uh, what's called tuition remission, which is you don't actually have to pay tuition. You, uh, you work for the school and so they do pay you and you don't have to pay uh, your tuition. So I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. And then I realized, well, wait, what about the stipend? Um, I guess because I'm not paying tuition, maybe the stipend just goes away. No, it doesn't. They actually just send you a check for what what would have been applied to your tuition that quarter. And so that was astonishing to me. And so, uh, and then as a TA, that time can also go towards your uh, your necessary credits for that quarter. And so I did that. And then they asked me to be a TA again for the next quarter. And it was it was crazy to me because then once again, I don't have to pay tuition. They're paying me. And then they paid me what the stipend was going to be. And I feel like I'm the only person that ever went to grad school and came out way ahead financially, um, certainly for a master's program. Uh, but then another thing that happened was that uh, part of the master's program, um, as uh, I will say, not super organized as it was, is that you needed to uh, actually intern somewhere. And there was a lot of confusion amongst the students uh, about when that was supposed to happen. And so uh, it was supposed to have happened by the spring quarter, but none of us did that because we didn't know that. And so we were all scrambling to find summer internships. And as it happens, in the my, my very first quarter, I had taken a film criticism class with a guy named Stephen Farber, and he uh, had commented on my podcast, not that he had heard it, but he knew that I had one. And then I had him on the podcast the following quarter. And so when it came time to look for an internship, I sent him an email and said, do you need an intern? And he said, absolutely. And so uh, I interned for him summer of 2017 and it required very little of my time, but it certainly counted towards school. And I was able to uh, uh, use Stephen as a as a reference for uh, looking for teaching work and and that sort of thing. So, a lot of great stuff happened out of that. But uh, I realized that I was not going to be able because of the TAing. I realized that I was not going to be able to finish uh, getting my master's in one year. And then fall of 2017. Um, is that right? 2017. Yeah. Fall of 2017, Jen and I were going to be uh, traveling to Asia for three weeks. And so that I wasn't going to be able to go to school at that time. And so I was going to be doing my last quarter, uh, winter of 2018. So that was, that was the plan. And by that time the stipend had run out. And so Jen and I realized, okay, well now we're actually going to have to save some money for this last quarter. Um, and then a mere few days before the quarter was going to start, they emailed and said, we would like you to be a TA again. So suddenly the money we had saved for tuition was just money we could keep. And then they paid me. And so I graduated March uh, of 2017. And it's insane to realize that I have a master's degree, um, especially considering that I never I never thought of myself as somebody who enjoyed school. Uh, when I was in high school, I never, I did not want to go to college. I thought four more years of this. Are you kidding me? But I went and now I've, 
also got, and I went back many years later. Uh, I'm significantly older than, uh, than a lot of the people in my class. Uh, I met some really great people at school, uh, people that are significantly younger than myself, but also I have a good relationship with uh, several of my teachers, some of whom are my age. And it was just such a wonderful experience. And so much of it was out of my hands. And I don't mean to say that I did nothing. I wrote the papers. I went to the classes. I partook in the discussions. I did the application. I did all of that. But when you realize that you know, they had reconfigured the department, um, not to accommodate me, of course, but the timing of it works out well. If I had decided I wanted to be a teacher in 2011 and applied to UCLA, it would have been a minimum two years, but they worked it out so that it could be one year. For me, for me it was one year and another quarter, but still it wasn't a mandatory two. Um, so there was that. And then the first year that I you know, the, the year I went was the first year they did this stipend and then me applying to be a a TA, they didn't have to do that, uh, much less three times. So the timing of things and so many things that were out of my control and just stuff falling in my lap so that this could happen is, is astonishing to me. And yes, I recognize that people could easily say, well, it's just a coincidence, but that many coincidences happening so that I could go to school um, is, seems un, unlikely to me. And so, you know, when you're a Christian, you learn that you learn to, to look at a coincidence as perhaps God opening a door for you. And there have been plenty of things in life where the doors have not opened. And this was certainly not one of them. Uh, and since then I have, uh, I would, I was driving for Lyft. Um, I wasn't really doing anything else, so I was doing that to bring in money, and it was frustrating at times, but at the same time, I thank God for Lyft because uh, it allowed me to set my own schedule and do what I needed to do uh, as far as school goes and as far as applying to jobs while also still having a way to bring in money. And so then in July, I worked for a, a, a... an organization that brought in students from Italy and I could lecture them about film history and about the film industry while they also took tours of Los Angeles that I did not uh, give them. And, uh, so I was able to get a little bit of experience there. And then so many people say that when you first try to be a teacher, you're probably not going to get hired for, for a year, uh, at least. Uh, but I was lucky enough to get a job uh, teaching, admittedly, just one class at College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita. And then I also got hired for a, a, an after-school middle school program uh, called Loud. And so I would work and and currently working uh, at four different middle schools where I go and teach, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds about film and that sort of thing. And that's really fun to see them develop. Um and then I just got word that uh, starting next semester, I'll basically be teaching full time, uh, which is crazy to, to think about, uh, especially considering that um, that people say it's not going to happen in your first year. And within a year of my graduating, I will have gotten quite a bit of work uh, and the resume is looking 
pretty good right now considering I just started out. And I will say that, you know, doing the film criticism thing and the script consulting, you know, that, it, that was not my primary source of income. I always had to have a day job. And now my day job is talking about movies and teaching people about movies and watching movies. And it's really the first time in my life that I've actually gotten to put my passion and whatever talent I have within that, uh, been able to put it to good use. And it feels so wonderful. Um, you know, in many ways, it's one of those things where I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. Now, admittedly, as an adjunct instructor, I'm not paid that much, but I'm paid enough to, uh, you know, to pay the bills and such. And it is, I just feel so very blessed. Um, and three, four years ago, I would certainly not have expected this. I did not think my life was going to go this way. And in retrospect, you know, I think of my parents and I think of certain teachers who said I would be a good teacher. And I think of my scoffing at that and I chuckle at it now, but, um, but yeah, I, maybe it's, it's God's sense of humor. And I don't like when people say that. I don't necessarily like when people say like, Oh yeah, if you, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And it's like, that's makes God sound kind of like a jerk, kind of sadistic. Um, but I do think that he, uh, has a way of maybe planting seeds, uh, in your mind and in your soul at a time when maybe you're not at all ready for them so that they might sprout later on. Um, and I will say that I think that there is something to be said for God's timing. Um, I remember when, when years ago when I decided to try to pivot from screenwriting into film criticism, I remember Jen said, uh, you know, you could have done that in Chicago. We didn't have to move out here for you to do that. And I said, that's true, but I wouldn't have been able to do it the way I needed to in Chicago. I needed to do it with David Bax uh, over Battleship Pretension. And things needed to happen in a specific order for me to arrive where I did. And it's the same with, uh, it's the same with teaching. Um, if I had decided I wanted to do it many years ago, uh, yeah, it might have still happened, but it would have happened differently. And there's no guarantee I would have been accepted to UCLA. Uh, apparently doing the podcast for as long as I did means that I have experience in what's called new media and academia is fascinated with that. And so, uh, so if I had not done the podcast, maybe I wouldn't have gotten accepted to UCLA. And I know that some, one of the people that hired me for the loud program said that they were specifically looking for UCLA people. And so it's, it's just crazy the way things have worked out and the way things have timed out. Um, and so I, I tell you this story because I come on and I do these mini sodes and I talk about my depression or I talk about, you know, some of the darker elements of my life. And I wanted to come on and say something good and say that this has been a, a long process, but so many steps of the way, uh, God has opened the doors for me and yes, I still had to walk through them and I did. So I, you know, I, I had a part to play, but then so did Jen, so did my friend, Dan, uh, various friends. And 
it's been really amazing. And so I wanted to encourage you in your endeavors and not just professional endeavors. I wanted to encourage you that if you are feeling like you don't know where you're going or you're not getting there fast enough, I would encourage you that God still is working in your life and it might just be a matter of timing. It might be that, you know, it's whatever the, whatever your version of this is, it could be maybe God's waiting for there to be this $10,000 stipend waiting for you. Um, maybe he's, he's waiting for you to get enough experience in podcasting that it starts to look appealing to somebody who might accept you to a college program. Again, I'm using very specific examples, but whatever it is you're doing, there is a version of that. And so I know it can be frustrating when you're not hearing back from people or when something is not happening, but there is such a thing as God's timing. And I would encourage you to really keep that in mind, keep praying about it, keep talking with friends about it, and really just don't get discouraged because I cannot tell you how wonderful I feel right now being able to teach and talk about film with people that are admittedly not all of them, but a lot of them are very eager to hear about it. Um, and at, and it comes at, you know, I'm 36. So my career, my teaching career is starting in my mid thirties. So many other people started in their twenties. So mine, an argument could be made that it started late, but maybe that happened just so that I would have a deeper appreciation for it now. Um, so yeah, uh, that's about it right now. Next week we should be back with an actual episode or a mini sode. I'm not sure yet. Um, but once again, if you live in the Chicago area, feel free to reach out Tyler more than one lesson.com. And like I said, there will also probably be a meetup. So maybe you can just make that, but, uh, but yeah, I always enjoy talking with listeners. So if you're interested, let me know in the meantime, thank you everybody for listening. I'll get you next time. Bye.